0: Hey, what's quacking everybody? Welcome to the live stream of the Quack Report. How's your Sunday going? I hope it's uh hope it's treating you well. Uh, it's a little chilly where we're at today, but thankfully we don't have to go outside. So I haven't okay. been outside. I don't know if it's cold or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither have I. I just I just know it's cold. <laughs> you just know it's cold.
1: You just put yeah. your hand against the window and it's like, yes, the window is cold.
0: <laughs> well no, my bedroom's freezing. We got three All outside it. facing walls, and it's just like Ooh, <laughs> so, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Um but yeah we don't have to go outside i'm in the office now so it's nice and toasty it's great it'll be good <laughs> yeah uh thank you to everyone who's joining the live stream uh, drop a hello in the chat and uh yeah feel free to you know ask us questions and and all that that fun stuff that we normally do so yeah. we have a pretty good episode today i think there'll be a, a good amount of conversation lots to talk about for sure for sure um so yeah how's uh how's your week been
1: uh it's been pretty good. I uh, I did get, I don't know if you noticed something maybe a little bit different in the background on this side. I'll point to it right I here. Do. I see it. <laughs> Got I mean... a OG Mighty Ducks jersey. So and if I if I did my research well enough, uh that one is actually an original from ninety three to ninety six. So pretty nice. uh, pretty happy with that's that. A, that's so, a good
0: find for sure. Yeah.
1: And I was some, in something a couple towns away, in, uh like in Calgary there, and uh, my grandparents live up there. So I was like, "Hey, would you be able to maybe pick this up for me?" And then yeah, so they did, and I was like, "Okay, like, how do you want me to like pay you guys back for it?" And they're like, "Yeah, we'll just make a part of your Christmas gift." Sick. <laughs> so I was <laughs> I able to. About jer- that, I was able to have the jersey a little bit early, but uh, there's a, there's a couple other little presents that are staying wrapped until Christmas. Obviously, I don't want to ruin that. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome! But, yeah excited to have that thing now so it'll, it's it's good
0: yeah that's so what uh, I mean what are we what are we missing for like our co- like collective ducks collection we're missing still a few <laughs> yeah no I know that yeah but we're so we're missing uh, the kind of original rebrand um, the, yeah um, the Do original we wanna, Wild we, Wing as well yeah
1: the original Wild Wing the original rebrand we're missing the
0: the kind of sideways written cursive one.
1: Yeah, the, that alternates. I guess we're missing the alternate from the 90s as well, like the Jade one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, stadium series. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. And the 25th anniversary and the reverse retro. So we saw like seven ago.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. For for some reason, I always thought you had the uh, 25th anniversary, but you don't. Nope. Nope
1: not i that's one i would like to add. To yeah that's
0: collection. that's one you've always been looking at yeah and then yeah. I, I don't really count the away jerseys um yeah like home we're and just away or, at, we're just looking at kind of the, the colored same, ones but yeah yeah for sure so i mean we're making progress i'm making progress <laughs> <laughs> you more so than me i still only have <laughs> the one but i <laughs> got two now so yeah. which you know a couple of years ago never
1: thought i would have done that like had multiple of it so
0: yeah but. let alone one ducks jersey
1: yeah, it's what happens when you get hired to write a team or to talk about a team though that you didn't originally like, but you're like in love with it at this point now too. So
0: Oh yeah. But. I mean honestly now that now that we don't have Ryan Kessler, I mean he's still on the team, but I, I've never been a Kessler fan, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I could get past like any other player. Like I know there's a lot of hate for Ryan Getzlaff out there, but I always loved him. So for Getzlaff? Yeah, I don't know why. I always saw, him, I always
1: saw him more for Perry. I never saw
0: anything against Getzlaff. No, I, I, I saw lots of uh, maybe not in Canada, but I, oh, I, know, I guess I know people in the states that don't, uh, that didn't like Ed's laugh, that weren't Ducks fans. So, oh, uh, that's fair. Yeah, just because he's so good, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just ruins everybody's day, Captain. Klux Basically, there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess uh, we got lots to talk about, so let's let's just hop right into it then um, yeah, and let's get do into it. our our Ducks talk. <laughs> so uh, Ducks are are gonna be. Uh, all over the place at the World Juniors. Um I, I mean really only spread across a few teams, but three uh, three out of ten is pretty good. Um mm-hmm. so obviously we've got Jamie Drysdale, the first overall pick from this year, uh, who's um made the cut for Team Canada. Uh Albin Sunds- Sundsvik Sunsvik uh made the team for uh Sweden there. He was the sixth round pick, I want to say, for the Ducks. Um please correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I believe that's where he went. And then the next four all went to Team USA. And if you're watching the video here, either live or afterwards, uh, you can see all of Team USA's roster here. Um, so this is what they're taking to camp. 13 forwards, 9 defense, and 3 goaltenders. Pretty standard, I would say. Yep. Um, and, yeah, the I mean, the four that we talked about that had made camp for the Ducks, Sam Colangelo, Jackson Lacombe. Henry Thrun and Trevor Zegras, uh, they all made the team here, so um, which is which is really great to see. Mm-hmm. Um, they they do technically have Zegras as like the uh, the thirteenth forward, but I, I realized that they have is all just in alphabetical, alphabetical. order, so, yeah, <laughs> or, or sort of. I mean, it's not perfect, but pretty close. So it's it's not necessarily the lines, um, but yeah. Any any thoughts on this USA roster here, Nate?
1: It looks pretty dangerous, and uh... I mean, speaking as a Canadian, could be the team to give Canada a run for its money. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, I'm trying not to be biased, but taking a look at Team Canada's roster also, like with Jamie Drysdale. So, yes, Ducks related also. It's there. Like, I know it's kind of been that way for a long time and maybe not as much in recent years. Canada's been kind of up and down, you know, but like, I think this is the year even more so than like 2005 that if gold is not attained for Canada it's a disappointment and this US team could be the a, i think one of the few if not the only one who can really stand in the way of that
0: yeah yeah i yeah i agree with you again it's so hard to be biased uh as a as team canada fans here but like the, this is one of the best US teams I think I've seen in, mm-hmm. in in a long time, probably within the last you know 10 years since I've really seriously been following hockey. I, I think this is the best world junior US team that we've seen. The big
1: things that stand out to me, and okay, maybe this may be biased considering the position, but uh, yeah, so Logan Stein uh, joins the goalie department. Uh, I forget what happened to... Uh, why am I blanking right now? I think there was a COVID positive or so. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to keep track of everybody at this point. Uh, but one of the original goalies from camp is, uh, is not there. It's Logan Stein now, which you would be led to believe then would be Spencer Knight and Dustin Wolf, uh, taking on the on ice responsibilities in net. And, uh, I mean, they could do it with either guy. Spencer Knight being the, like a lot higher of a draft pick, right? Just, uh, was he in the first round or like very early second in 2019?
0: I think it was first round, but yeah, I'm not exactly. Yeah, sure. It was like late yep.
1: first, later first round, or that with uh, to Florida. Yeah. And uh, you know, Dustin Wolf being a seventh round pick, but just absolutely lighting it in the CHL last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we talked about a, him last it, time
0: being CHL. Yeah, uh, that's a the year there.
1: dangerous that's... pairing, like oh, that you sure. pretty much know for a fact at this point is going to be the two guys on ice to start. Like that is terrifying. It doesn't matter which goalie is going to be in there; that's going to be a rough night for you.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's and and I think that's really where the the benefit goes for Team USA here. Is, is their forwards and defense that they're just kind of like your standard? You, uh, I don't want to say standard, but they're they're kind of as you would expect uh, on any average kind of World Junior team or even like some average team. Like if if you said, oh, in ten years or, or 2015 years or something like that this could be the, the world like the Olympic USA roster or close yeah. to anyways So like it, it's it's pretty standard in where you've, you've got all these elite this elite talent um, but there's definitely you know your top line, your second line third line and, and then fourth line that's kind of somewhat interchangeable and same with defense and goal defense sorry um, but goalies I think yeah they really stand out as uh, just just on another level in, in comparison. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I
0: think, I
1: mean, amid a whole pandemic, I think this whole tournament is going to be one of the best in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, it could, yeah, it's going to be really entertaining. And, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i excited to have hockey back in any shape or form. Like, if there was a way for me to be watching ECHL games right now, I would, um, or even some college ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, like, illegal ways, I'm not exactly sure which, like, where to go for at the moment mm-hmm. um not that i watch illegal streams uh but i maybe <laughs> do um but like just it makes the world juniors this year just a little bit more exciting and that could be oh, yeah. as well because we're canadians right like that's almost religion to us as well to if you're a hockey fan you are watching the world junior championship
0: oh yeah it's boxing day tradition at my house like yeah you get up you have leftover ham um you you do a little bit of online shopping and then you tune in for Canada versus USA or Russia usually yeah exactly so Um, uh, yeah it's it's tradition and everybody watches the game so uh I know I'll be
1: watching uh yeah US Canada and Sweden because that's where we have prospects Mm -hmm. um so I have I don't remember what the schedule looks like at the moment or if it's even been released just yet um Oh no! I think actually parts of it have because I remember they've was,
0: announced like the first yeah. day of games. Yeah. Uh,
1: does Sweden play on Christmas Day? I believe. I know so. they're tweaking the schedule a little bit to that the tournament normally starts on Boxing Day, but they're starting at Christmas Day this year. Uh, but Neuer, Canada or the uh the states are playing on uh Christmas Day, so it's the first time in years that they aren't playing on opening night. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the U.S. plays. Uh... U.S. plays on Christmas Day. Canada and, uh, oh yeah, oh Canada and Sweden. Sorry, there they are. Yeah, they both open on Boxing Day. Oh, okay. So I guess I'll be watching hockey on Christmas Day too. <laughs> yeah, watching game's not state. till nine thirty, so it's oh, normal. that works perfectly for us. Yeah, right. nine thirty Eastern. So yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, nine thirty Eastern. So seven thirty for us, six thirty Pacific. Yeah, that's where you can catch uh, catch that roster there. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on to the last uh, topic of our hockey talk here?
1: Yeah, not a whole lot of uh, news in the last couple of days, but I mean, that's to be expected really until we get an official announcement, which uh, I was seeing a tweet from, uh, I can't remember who it is. If you go on our Twitter page, uh, at Quack Report Pod, I did share it. Um, we're looking at, it sounds like Wednesday is going to be the official announcement,
0: hopefully. So Which is good we'll, because we record on Wednesday night. So yeah, hopefully we'll, so we'll be able to talk about yeah, so the it. The
1: next episode should be, if all goes right and all is true, should be us diving into what we're going to be officially having. So hell yeah, it'll be good.
0: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, a little bit of talk here on the division realignment plan. Uh, some slight potential tweaks coming. Um, so originally St. Louis, Dallas and Colorado moved from the central to um to the Pacific, and I'll I'll put those in air quotes because they're not really those divisions anymore. Yeah. Um, but now the so obviously St. Louis was uh, a little bit upset about all the travel they would have to do to come over because th- there's no teams nearby. So they uh and Minnesota, if they were in, like they would have been upset that they would have had to do all that traveling as well all the time. So um the plan now is to have both St. Louis and Minnesota come in so that. You know, they can always play against each other and have some lighter travel days uh, for away games. Uh, and then with that, Dallas would move back to the central there for them. It, it doesn't really matter. They're so far away from everybody that yeah. it's like they're, it's they're kind of used to it at this point. It, it kind of comes with the contract. So um, so that's kind of the plan now. Nothing official, but that's some some rumored talk there. What are your thoughts on uh, having St. Louis, Minnesota and Colorado join? Uh our division here. Uh
1: Minnesota, I'm okay with. I think we had a pretty good chance against them. But mm-hmm. uh Colorado and St. Louis are definitely gonna be tough. But like I was even saying on the last episode, and I mean if you've been listening to us when we were playing hockey, it seems like for whatever reason we actually do rise up to the higher end teams, but the teams that are actually closer to us in the standings, we kind of stoop back to that level. I have no clue why. Uh so you know, let's hope that. The fact that we have to play so many good teams, we're actually able to keep it up. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, I, I think that this will help a, a lot with the Ducks' consistency because we pretty much every night we're playing a, a good team. So, uh, you're kind of forced to to always be on edge, and especially in a shortened season too. It's not like you have to pace yourself for an extra thirty games. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, I, I, I think that, yeah, I think that having a tougher division could really benefit this young team.
1: Mm-hmm. If we don't do well in the standings, right, you'd know they're getting at least good experience. So, yeah. Like, which at this point is exactly what dog, you want. Even Kale McCarve, like, I, I know he's young, but like, that's already a high end NHL talent, I will say, mm-hmm. and say that confidently. That's good for anybody.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and I mean, you you learn a lot from watching the, the teams you play against as well. Like, that's why I think Kale McCarve is. Uh, done so well this year because he's been playing in the central division against tons and tons of good defensemen. Um, so I think that could really help our our defense too because mm-hmm. you, you know they'll watch. Oh, this is how Kale McCarr plays, and they actually get that first person experience. And they'll be like, maybe I'll take some of that into my game. So yeah. uh, I think that some of our young guys could really uh, really learn from that. Potentially even Drysdale if he makes camp. So yeah, that'd be great. Could be good. All right. Um, yeah, pretty short talk there. Any Anything else you want to add Ducks-wise here, Nate? I'm just excited for hockey. I just need hockey back, man. Just give
1: me that announcement. Give me something legitimate to talk about.
0: Yeah, Please, give me give I me a, a, a date you. I can circle on the calendar so that I can like, cross them all off, you know. Uh, exactly. T- television animation style, rip the I'll calendar get I'll off. Get
1: another, I'll get another one of those like Christmas Advent calendars with the chocolates, and I'll just do it for opening day at the NHL.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: give it to me. Let's go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Alright, uh, before we get into our quack report Unplucked and uh, obviously Mando talk We're just going to take a quick break here um, So yeah, we'll see you guys in a couple minutes We've got Hockey Talk Those are the moments you're a sports fan for um, Those are the moments where you know, you're know you down 3 nothing, and the team has this amazing comeback and the guy who you want who you really are thinking this needs to be the star of this team has a hat trick We've got beer. It has a unicorn on the can. Uh, an easy drinking beer that's just delicious. We want to help you understand the sport you love better. What kind of things are you looking for to understand the game better? Or what, you know, what's a couple of things someone who's watching the game at home when things start up here in a few weeks, or if they're watching college hockey, what's going on right now, what kind of things would they be looking for to try and understand the game better or what's happening in the game, that sort of thing? Sure. Yeah, it's a great question, and I think it's it's something that's evergreen. Um. Listen to Jackets Debrief, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, and available wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. So, yeah, that's Jackets Debrief, the uh, Columbus affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network there. Um, you can follow them on Twitter at Jackets Debrief, um, just exactly how it's spelled. So, yeah, some good guys over there. Yeah. Um, uh, they talk beer as well so even if you're not a columbus fan if you're a beer fan like us then you'll uh, you'll enjoy their podcast for sure um, good
1: stuff good stuff
0: yeah also i guess uh, we should mention too because we we did bring it up last episode the bolts broadcast tampa bay lightning show um their interview with doc emmerich dropped on thursday so if you haven't checked that out definitely have a listen there
1: yeah i still i'm kind of behind on the rest of my podcast listening right now just kind of in finals mode but that's definitely (laughs) what i have saved already to to listen to so it's uh but from the clip that uh you know they they put out it seems like it was
0: a really good interview so it it was yeah i listened to it on my way uh to and from work on friday Um, oh there you go yeah it's it's pretty short so it, it made it nice and easy to just pound out in a uh, round trip so Perfect. yeah it, it's pretty cool I think you'll really enjoy the part where they talk about uh his his voice on the NHL games it's oh uh, yeah it's really cool yeah. he, he does a couple um couple kind of announcements and, and like examples and uh, man I got like chills as I was driving I was like <laughs> man this is like I feel like he's talking to me <laughs> got some deja vu <laughs> yeah no it was awesome so there's a pretty cool thing that uh I guess we found out
1: I guess I found out a couple weeks ago but then it kind of got brought up again uh one of the guys that we actually went to uh, school with, he worked on NHL 21 this year and was one of the sound designers. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty sweet. So just a, just a fun little thing of like, hey, I know that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, and of all the guys too, it's like I, I expected him to, to be working for like a big game company. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. So anyway, good on you, Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get into our uh, our big segment of the day. Quack Report Unplucked. All right, *Mandalorian* chapter two, episode number seven—the uh, penultimate episode, second to last of uh, season two. There, um, I guess let's wave the, the spoiler chapter flag. Two. Sorry, oh, chapter, chapter fifteen. Chapter 15. <laughs> fifteen. Come on. I don't know where two. that came from.
1: What are you doing? Oh my god! Just, just play the buzzer. Play the buzzer. Play buzzer.
0: You have been warned. All right, Chapter Fifteen: The Believer. Uh, I was really disappointed in this episode, actually, because I uh, I expected to hear Smash Mouth with this title, and I didn't. hear oh. Smash Mouth!
1: <laughs> I was like, "How? What? You were disappointed in this episode?" Uh, okay.
0: Yeah, I wanted Mando to break out like full full end of Shrek uh, style into just like a, a musical song and dance of "I'm <laughs> a Believer" by Smash Mouth. <laughs> oh man. No, uh, all in all, though, great episode. I, I really enjoyed this one here. So, yeah, uh, directed absolutely. by. One, uh,
1: great
0: yeah, uh, directed by Rick Fam Fam Famuia. Maybe you know how to say that, Nate? That's uh. That's I not do not know there. how to say that. I was hoping you did. No, not, not Fam- a chance. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're from sorry for
1: butchering that. We are sorry, Rick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we are very sorry, Rick. <laughs> so as uh as kind of teased at the end of the last episode chapter 15 there we see um or we we know that we're getting the return of bill burr's character mig mayfeld uh who appeared in chapter six all the way back in season one so a former imperial sharpshooter which is uh exactly what they need to break into an imperial base and get the coordinates for moff gideon's ship um yeah they uh uh, I mean, there, there was a. This was kind of more of a setup episode, I want to say, for the finale. There was still, uh, still some important stuff going on, but, um, yeah. There's a there's a, a picture of Bill Burr as uh, Migs Mayfeld. There just honestly just looks like Bill Burr, but <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate that they just actually didn't do anything to him, though. But it almost adds to
1: it, like the fact that if you knew anything about uh, Bill Burr before, he wasn't real. He, like he wasn't a fan of Star Wars. So it came as a surprise like for season 1 when uh he was announced to be a part of it so and mm-hmm. you know he's just he kind of just has dived into it at this point so he's a he's a great actor and
0: I uh, I love him actually as Mayfield. He's great. Yeah, no, I think he does a great job. So um Yeah, they uh re- really the whole uh the whole mission of this episode is trying to sneak into a former imperial base or not even former. It, it's it's really still an active imperial base. Um so to do so, they uh, they take over a, a tank, tanker, carry truck uh, of Rhydonium, which maybe Oh, Nate, you wait can- a second. Sorry. Oh, Before we totally we- skipped over this. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we know
1: Boba Fett is back. We know he has his armor back, but it's got a fresh coat of paint, people, and he's ready to fuck shit up.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, I was actually a little disappointed. I kind of liked the rugged, uh, rugged look. I did too, and I know some people were pointing
1: out of like, oh, it's like the
0: cleanest it's ever
1: looked or like just like the best paint that it's ever had. Um, It's like, why wasn't it like this in Empire or that sort of thing? But I mean, if you're a lore junkie like me, you kind of realize, you know, Boba Fett's working for Jabba the Hutt and whoever else, right? Because he's a bounty hunter for hire. But he's also been basically the right-hand man uh, for Darth Vader for quite a while. He's the one who finds out uh, Luke Skywalker's name uh, if you read the Star Wars comics. Um, And, you know, he's with him in Empire and that kind of stuff. So when you're that busy, there's not a whole lot of time to redo your paint job.
0: Yeah, plus, I mean, it's not like you want to have some kind of like battle battle scars, I guess, like you don't want it to be pristine all the time. You want yeah. to look a little bit, a little beaten up, like you, you've been in a couple fights before, you know, but mm. I, I, you don't want to look like you got devoured by a Sarlacc. So. <laughs>
1: the, one, uh, the one theory I saw is that, like, the reason that he got the paint job so fast on this one is the fact that a lot of, I guess if you want to call it scarring, on the armor when he received it back wasn't from him, right? It was from uh, the marshal having it, While Boba didn't, uh, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a reminder that he did lose his armor, right? Because he's he's not quite the same as uh, Dinjarin, but he does like have that Mandalorian pride, right? And the fact that he lost his armor could be a little bit of an ego hit, and you don't want that reminder of it. So that's true. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Cover it up.
0: Yeah, makes sense to me. Um. Le, yeah, I guess uh, do you want to talk a little bit about Rhydonium and it, its importance?
1: Uh, it's basically just a very volatile uh, substance. It's kind of uh, like a fuel um, in the Star Wars universe and yeah, explodes like crazy. Yeah, uh, saw it a couple there, times
0: this episode.
1: Yeah, uh, there was one episode of the Clone Wars where uh, the Separatists had a plan to um, kind – yeah, ba- they basically loaded up a Republic cruiser that they had stolen with Rhydonium that, was, uh, that they were sending to this massive meeting of the Republic. And the ship was basically just going to crash into it and kill so many people, including Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. Uh, just to name a few, uh, but that's a that's a fun set of episodes as well. It's the uh, the droid episodes. Um, definitely go check them out. I think they're season four, if I'm not mistaken, four or five. But they're pretty good episodes. Cool. Uh, but that's the first kind of thing of Rhydonium that came to mind, at least. Um, so yeah, very very explosive substance.
0: Yeah. So um, w- yeah, with with that, we obviously had uh, that. That was kind of their way into the Imperial base. So um they there was a little tunnel that they basically stopped this uh this carrying vehicle um and then knocked out the stormtroopers and then had to uh get into their armor to uh to pass into into the base essentially so we see mando's morals bend a little bit here uh as he sheds his mandalorian armor for uh stormtrooper armor and <laughs> just is not pleased about it I don't no, you can tell even not. though you can't see his face you just know he's not pleased. <laughs>
1: um and there was the uh you know there's the conversation with well basically it's just Mayfield he's just uh talking to Mando but he's kind of questioning right? He's like okay well like your rule of no helmet like is it just that other people can't see your face or is it not allowed to come off? Um which I mean he hasn't seen, but we have seen as viewers that, you know, the helmet does come off when he's alone um, and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. the only time I guess that he's shown it to another quote unquote being was. Uh, um,
0: it was the finale of season one. Yeah. I,
1: I G, why am I forgetting just the designation number? I think it's I G 11. Thank you. No, wait. 11 or 88. Why am I forgetting this right now? Oh man, this is this is terrible. I am sorry. I do not feel like a kind of a. Well, I mean, I, I don't feel like a nerd right now. I sh- like, normally, I had this just right away. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, that's the first time I guess like another being has seen his face. But then again, it's not like a a living being, which was what Ig's uh, argument was against it when he was trying to help him at the end of season one. There, um, so yeah, we kind of had that kind of back and forth, and. Definitely was a little bit of uh, foreshadowing for this episode, for sure.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, before we get into that. Oh, we got, uh, sorry, we got
1: uh, Nick here from uh, the Sick Hungry podcast saying it was IG-88. Thanks, Nick.
0: Yeah. Um, so, the we, we, we do see some pirates, and we, we see a couple tankers blow up. Um, well because of the uh volatility of the Rhydonium there. So we uh we see Mando battling in his um not Beskar um non Beskar armor, the just the basic ass stormtrooper stuff. A couple times gets uh gets uh, gets taken out a little bit just because usually he can take some some pretty uh pretty big beatings with his mando armor but not with the the dinky stormtrooper stuff. <laughs> it's basically just
1: plastic. Like yeah, like you see a, i mean pretty obviously that yeah he goes to like block a couple parts and like the plastic just shatters. Like the uh, the stormtrooper armor just shatters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh he's like right away, "Oh crap, I am maybe in a bit of trouble here."
0: <laughs> yeah. And man, man these pirates just keep coming. Like he knocked out one. I was like, "Sick, that was easy." Yeah. And then there's another one. I was like, "Okay, and this 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 might suck a little bit." And then like four more show up. I was like, "Oh my god, how many pirates are there?" <laughs> like, we see, he's like, not gonna make ship it
1: after ship of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So, it, I, and I mean, like, I really had no doubt I, that these uh these wild animals were gonna take down the Mandalorian. But like, uh, it, it was still kind of stressful, you know, a little bit. But
1: uh, you know, of all people, they're recu- they're rescued by the empire uh which there was a line in there that i think we were all kind of thinking of like you never thought you'd be happy to see stormtroopers
0: yeah yeah <laughs> uh
1: but yeah so they're sh- they're saved and we find out later that they were actually the only shipment uh to arrive and not be destroyed by the pirates so mm-hmm. uh you know so they they get some
0: uh some honor some, from the empire praised yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, maybe, maybe not exactly what they wanted, but they they kind of had to pretend that they were they were proud imperial. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, we do see. Uh, oh, so yeah, once they get in, they they have access to the this terminal that they need to get Moff Gideon's ships uh, coordinates. Uh, Mayfeld, however, can't go in there or doesn't want to because he sees his old commanding officer, uh, Valen Hess, I, I believe is how you say that. Yeah, so it's uh, so he makes or he doesn't make Mando do Mando offers, I guess, um, but the only only condition is that it's a facial recognition thing. So this is kind of where that foreshadowing we talked about earlier comes from, uh, in that he uh, is going to have to take off his helmet. So he uh, we we see it here. Obviously, we've seen this before, but uh, kind of a big moment because nobody else has, and obviously this old commanding officer of Mayfeld is uh, is watching closely because, you know, these guys are kind of imperial heroes at this point.
1: Yeah, I thought when, uh, you know, he calls out uh that he was going to, like, put the helmet right back on before turning to the commanding officer, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it's still seeing the face by definition, but a side profile is a little bit different than looking f- head on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but... I don't know this was like another we talk about kind of growing moments uh for Mando throughout this season. Um especially after, you know, coming in contact with Bo-Katan and I think this is one of them. Um I kind of get the feeling that you know, he's going to stick true to his values but he may have a bit more leniency possibly with, you know, removing his helmet. Uh I could see for season 3 maybe he does show his face to Grogu. Maybe. It would yeah. be interesting. So cuz they're kind of their own clan at this point. Um, like the armor said in the the season finale of season one of like, you are a clan of two now. So mm-hmm. they might be able to, you know, kind of make their own rules with it.
0: Yeah. You know, like we might see if, if Grogu and Din are just in the ship by themselves, we might see Mando flying without his helmet on or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, not sleeping with it on either. Cause yeah. That, gotta imagine <laughs> that, that's be wildly uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean,
1: I guess if you're also wearing it all day, it's got to be somewhat comfortable. I guess, yeah, you'd, you'd probably
0: be used to it. So Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we we have quite a tense conversation between uh, Valen, Hess, Mayfeld, and uh, Din Djarin here, here. Um, and, and this is where we hear a little bit about Operation Cinder and uh, maybe some foreshadowing into the development of, or maybe not foreshadowing, but some origins of the First Order. Um, we hear some... Some words that kind of resemble the uh, the first order there. So, uh, mm-hmm. but Nate, I, I don't really know anything about Operation Cinder, and as our uh, resident Star Wars geek, do you maybe want to shed some light on what that is?
1: Yeah, I, was, uh, c- I can kind of keep it condensed. Uh, spoiler warning for Star Wars Battlefront Two. Uh, I mean, the game has been out for three years at this point. Uh, this comes from the main campaign, but essentially, what Operation Cinder was uh, was right after the. Lost for the Empire at the Battle of Endor, uh, that we see at the end of Return of the Jedi, the Emperor has one final command, and that is to begin Operation Cinder, which is essentially um, all Imperial, whole, like all Imperial worlds. It's basically just forcing them to stay in line and squash any rebellion there before it even begins. Um, so they just like they don't destroy worlds in the sense of like they did to Alderaan of like literally blowing it up. Uh but it kind of becomes uh unlivable and that sort of stuff. So it's essentially just uh just spreading fear. And uh you know the the Empire's argument is like fear will hold power. Uh so what uh what Mayfield discusses here is that he was part of Operation Cinder. And uh, that during it he was one of the he was the only or the few survivors. I don't remember exactly what he said uh from his squadron during it, though. Uh, so obviously Operation Center does hit a little bit home for Mayfeld. And it's kind of uh it's kind of that idea that we saw at the very beginning of the Force awakens with uh Finn, right? and kind of realizing like, oh my god, what am i what am I doing? What am I a part of? uh the same thing that we saw in Battlefront Two itself. Uh, with with uh, that game's main characters, of like, this is not what we signed up for. This is this is not right. And kind of realizing they they may have been on the wrong side. So
0: yeah. So we we see a little bit of heat come from Mayfeld here towards uh, Valen Hess before uh, you, you know things get a little bit out of hand and and Mayfeld starts shooting to um, into the chest. Everybody looks, and then you got to shoot everybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the one line I did really like, though, is um, is afterwards when um, after they cleared out everyone in that room, and the stormtroopers start to come, and uh, Din puts his um, not his, I guess, the stormtrooper helmet back on. I was like, and then Mayfeld turns to him, he's like, "Now, no one saw your face, it, obviously, except for Mayfeld." So <laughs> it, it was almost kind of like a little bit of revenge for um for mayfeld there but also him supporting uh dan and being like now nah, you don't have to worry about the empire knowing what you look like so um yeah. it, it was kind of a cool moment between them almost a little bit of a bonding moment because they, they they've had some tension before
1: mm-hmm. uh yeah we do have uh nick here popping in this was another uh uh, Easter egg of like I almost literally screamed when he said I was at Burnham Khan
0: cool is that is that from Star Wars Battlefront
1: uh, yes I believe so yeah I was uh, yeah that's a uh, that's a world so okay yeah
0: this is this is why I have you because yeah <laughs> I, I don't really know my stuff <laughs> um yeah, so then then they escaped this uh this base with the help of Dune Fennec and uh Boba Fett and his ship. Um and then uh oh the uh first of all that, that seismic charge uh to destroy those TIE fighters. God was that good. I
1: never thought we made I never thought we'd actually see that again.
0: No? As yeah,
1: as soon as it was like flying up and it was like like hold on a second, basically, pressed a button and you just saw the doors open like right away. I was like that was so Nick talked about like that. He were like almost screamed when it was, I was at burning con. That was when I almost literally screamed. I was like, charges! <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, uh, did you go to attack of the clones Carter when it was in theaters? Yep. 2002. Mm-hmm. I remember that being the loudest. I think that's the loudest thing I've ever heard in a movie theater. and, I don't think that's even exaggerated. With the fact that I was five years old when I went and saw that movie, like that is one of the loudest sounds. If you have the right sit, like sound system, essentially, as one of the loudest sounds that you will ever hear uh, from a movie or whatnot, and it is great uh, as a sound nuts that a sound nuts the two of us are. Uh, I just I love the sound design of it. Of that, it's it goes like quiet and then just the burst. Mm-hmm. and the explosion just it it's good
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i i have my 5.1 uh surround setup um uh, obviously to watch stuff like this and it, it was amazing <laughs> so good <laughs> yeah um and then uh as they're taking off as well mayfeld blows up the the factory with uh one well-placed shot to some uh open rydonium there so uh to as quote to help him sleep at night, so yeah, uh, they obviously helped the empire there with delivering that that one shipment for the day, um, and uh, and now they the, they blew it up. So it's kind of we helped, but the, also we didn't. <laughs> I'll pull up one more here from
1: uh, Nick. The noise the seismic charge makes is borderline orgasmic.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Oh, I yes. think we can agree on this. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, and then uh, and then really to wrap up the episode, I guess a couple things to wrap up the episode here. Uh, Mayfell is allowed to walk for helping uh, helping uh, Caradun and Din there. So it's unfortunate
1: they, uh, that he didn't make it out of that factory.
0: Yeah, very unfortunate indeed. Um, sucks that we're not, we're not going to see him again. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, and then uh, Mando, uh, we end with uh, Mando's threat to Gideon. Um, here, which, uh, which echoes Moff Gideon's speech from episode, or for, sorry, from season one there, episode seven or? Uh, or uh, yeah. yeah, episode seven. Yeah, so uh, in saying, you have something I want, um, rather than, it means more to me than you know, he means more to me than you know. Yeah. So, so some ties that way, um, but obviously Mando's a little bit more um, parental. He's got a lot more of a personal stake in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and Moff Gideon looks hella pissed. <laughs> yeah. So, And
1: you know, well, I mean, he looks hella pissed. If we could see Din Djarin's face, though, you would know that he is even more pissed. Oh, yeah. If the main character, especially when it's a good guy, starts a speech to you of repeating what you said to him at one point, you are screwed, my friend. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh yes,
0: so I, I think we're finally going to see some uh, some Moff Gideon Mando showdown uh, once again, or for the first time this season, I guess. But um, yeah, I think we'll we'll finally see that. Um, hopefully, see Grogu again since we missed him this episode. Um, no force choking of the stormtroopers, unfortunately. <laughs> nope, no um, we'll tossing around. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, I think I think we might end on a little bit of a cliffhanger. I think I, I think the next episode is going to be mostly what does. Um, Gideon actually want with Grogu. Um, there's obviously lots of speculation and, and maybe some um, some ideas that we have, but we, we're still not confirmed on, on exactly what he wants. Uh, so I think a lot of it's going to be that, you know, a little bit of a showdown maybe, but I think it's most of it's going to carry over to season three, unfortunately. Do you have any hot takes for
1: what we're going to see in this last episode?
0: I uh, I don't know if this is necessarily a hot take, but I think we'll see the return of Bo-Katan and her clan. I would love that. Yeah, that's uh, that's my one prediction. I don't know. Do you have any
1: hot takes? Uh, My hot take is that, yes, I think it'll be a cliffhanger. And I think that cliffhanger is that we actually won't have a completed rescue yet. Yeah. And then we're going to get left for a year knowing if it actually happens or not.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, I... I, I want to say I'm concerned for the uh, the fate of of Grogu, but there's no way they 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 kill off Grogu. I, I just I f- at least not like mid middle of the show. Anyways. Yeah,
1: I mean I could see yeah Dinjarin and Grogu surviving, mm-hmm. but it's supporting cast that everybody could be up for it. Oh, we could sure. have we could have the return of Boba Fett for two episodes, right? He he's alive. He gets his armor back and everything like that, and he could have a heroic ending as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fennec could die, even Cara Dune, who you know is a fan favorite. I would like to say at this point as well, kind of have almost the same impact as some of the deaths on The Walking Dead, if you've watched that, mm-hmm. uh, especially mm-hmm. the earlier seasons. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like. Everybody in the supporting cast, I think, is up for death at this point. Yeah, <laughs> For this episode uh, potentially there's no Moff way that Gideon everybody well. gets out alive.
0: No, there's no way. Yeah, potentially we see um, we see the death of Moff Gideon and and maybe a different villain for next season. But I don't I don't really know. I think, um, yeah, uh, it's 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 hard. I think he might just stay the villain for the whole show. It's really hard to say.
1: Yeah, I could see him either dying in this episode or he continues on to, into the season three. So if there is like a successful rescue, you know, you can still have the battle between them and it ends mm-hmm. in season three. So yeah, but at the same time, like, yes, you can continue this show for you could, you could continue this show for quite a while. But knowing John Favreau and Dave Filoni, I mean, not personally, but knowing how they like to operate, especially mm-hmm. Filoni, he has an idea for it. Beginning, middle and end for every show that he's wrote for star Wars.
0: Oh, for sure. So oh, yeah, there is no, a uh, ending this, planned. this isn't going to be a walking dead where, no. where there's, you know, 10, 12, 20 seasons or whatever. I, th- I think five or six yeah. is probably a pretty safe bet as, as
1: much as you know, the, the money and the spotlight on it and everything like that uh, is great for Disney. Yeah. They have a story in mind here, so oh, I can see sure. it going for one or two more seasons Uh, Just compared to everything else. So, like, Star Wars Rebels had a planned four seasons. Um, Clone Wars was to go originally, I think, for eight seasons. Uh, There's still a lot of episodes that uh, we haven't seen. I guess they were put uh, as, like, books or comics or that sort of thing. So there's a lot more still, to. To have come from that show, uh, but that seventh season was okay, these are kind of the main ones that were going to happen. So as a way to wrap it up. And uh yeah, even uh Star Wars Resistance, uh that ran for two seasons and that had its beginning, middle, and end. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And those are all Dave Baloney projects too.
0: Yeah and um and and while the Mandalorian is kind of Disney plus's you know main attraction right now, like the, it's really the thing that gets people to um, get those subscriber numbers up. Uh, we have a lot of, of new content coming in the next year and a half, two years that uh that I think could potentially take the uh, take some of the pressure off the Mandalorian anyways to keep those subscriber numbers up. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, let's maybe get into to some of that then. Um, uh, let's wave the spoiler. Oh, yes. Yeah, I got it here. Uh... All right. Spoiler Spoiler. free from the Mandalorian. Um, And and now we're getting into the uh, Disney Investor Day announcements. Obviously, being the Ducks podcast, we got to start with the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. uh, The upcoming uh, series for early 2021. Uh, Here we see the return of Emilio Estevez, um, which we've talked about already. Um and addition to the cast is Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls and Dylan Playfair from Letterkenny, as well as he's in Goon. He plays one of the Goon 2, right?
1: Uh, no, that's not uh that's not Play Oh yeah, like no. No, yeah. it's not Playfair. No. No, uh it's uh Oh the it's guy, the other hockey why, player. oh god. Why am I forgetting his name?
0: <laughs> He plays Riley, though on Letterkenny. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, but still, uh, play fair from uh, from Letterkenny there, as well as a few other things. Yeah, but
1: uh, yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen this trailer yet, uh, we did share it on our Twitter again at Quack Report Pod. Uh, this seems like it'll be a fun show, and it's it. Yes, it's very nostalgic to those original movies, absolutely. But it's not. It doesn't seem like it's going to be nostalgic in the sense of like um like very in your face kind of nostalgia, right? Of like, like hey, oh, here's this look player at again. It. Here's this guy. Look here's at this it. guy. Like it would be great for a couple cameos, but like this just still has that same feeling. It's not, oh, this is the Mighty Ducks in the 21st century. Like it's still it feels like a continuation already. And that's just from a trailer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So
1: and, and really I'm, the I'm only one
0: we've man. the only character we know that's coming back for sure is um Emilio Estevez as, as Coach Bombay, yeah. And, and he's kind of taking
1: the he's kind of taking the Hans role as well. It looks like at the uh, at mm-hmm. the, was, what's going to be the start of the series and yeah, for uh, sure. come back to coach a different team against his Ducks that he started and everything like that. So
0: yeah, and and, and this Ducks this mighty Ducks team that we see at the beginning, um, where, where it, it looks like our main character um, gets cut from the team because you know. It, minor hockey and, and just, you know, children's <laughs> sports in general Politics. is a little bit crazy sometimes. And, yeah um, so yeah, we, uh, we, we see that the Mighty Ducks are kind of the Hawks now, uh, not, yeah. not the Chicago Blackhawks, the Hawks from the, the movies. Yeah. Um, they're, they're kind of the bad guys. They're, they're, they're the, um, they're the ones that we want to lose in, in this whole series. So, which is going to be kind of interesting to see. Mm-hmm.
1: It's kind of pulling a, uh, Cobra Kai, in a way. So I don't know how really on top of that show you've been. I I, I know zero percent about it. it. <laughs> okay, but it's it's basically uh, flipped around that Cobra Kai is now kind of the good guys, and uh, Daniel Sun is uh, is the bad guy in a way. So okay, but so yeah, it's it's a little bit of a flip like that. So I'm glad to see actually that it's going to be. Uh, when I listened to the Spit and Chicklets podcast, and they were talking with Dylan Playfair about this show uh, for a little bit. I thought it was actually going to be uh, Lauren and Playfair with the other team, and Emilio Vestavez was going to be with the Ducks uh, still, so I'm kind of glad that I swapped that way of like, Emilio is mm-hmm. still going to be the good guy, um, but it's okay, I kind of made this, and I gotta kick its ass now.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting for sure, so um, yeah, when this comes out, they, they haven't set an official date, early 2021, so I'd imagine sometime uh, between January and like end of April yeah. um we'll we'll definitely uh watch it and and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might
1: be that might be our, uh, our replacement for Mando uh Mando Sundays. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be good actually. So
0: yeah, tie tie in the the ducks talk a little bit to the uh the Unplugged a little bit more, which will be good. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then obviously this was a huge announcement day. Um I, I think everybody um we'll have something that they enjoy um or will be interested in on um on disney plus within the next you know year year and a bit um and obviously we can't talk about it all and aren't really inclined to talk about all of it but uh, we've put together (laughs) oh hours for sure for sure um but we've put together a top three of what we're most excited for here so um are, are we starting with my list here nate yeah, we'll start with yours. That's how I had it queued up with the pictures. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Don't mess up uh, my order. <laughs> okay, I won't. <laughs> so, um, I uh, as a kid, I was always a huge Toy Story fan. That was the VHS tape that I almost burned out and uh, had to jam the tape back in a couple times. Or my dad did, I'm sure. And... Uh, yeah, th- this one was always running hot in the VCR. Uh, if you don't know what that is, you're too young to listen to our show. <laughs> um, so uh, Lightyear is uh, is the first one I'm excited for uh, with Chris Evans playing a Buzz Lightyear. I, I was not exactly sure what to expect from this show at first, but it's, it's based off of the human that the Buzz Lightyear toy is based off of. So Chris Evans is playing a human oh. Buzz Lightyear, like it, an actual astronaut.
1: Oh, this? Okay, this will be interesting. Because yeah. I just knew it was like a, like a prequel. Like, it's young Buzz Lightyear. I'm like, but how do you have, like, a young toy? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that story yeah. really starts in Toy Story. But, okay, this will be interesting. Yeah, but yeah. I, so, I but was kind of confused. I was like, weird. how are we... Yeah.
0: The same boat as you. How are we going to have a young Buzz Lightyear? And why is it Chris Evans? Like, I'm <laughs> kind of curious how
1: this is really going to work now, actually, with... Is it going to be, like... Tw- like twenty twenty kind of technology, or like for, I guess, buzz or like the the real life mm-hmm. buzz because you know, Toy Story. Like, yes, it's a it's a product of its time, being the mid nineties, but it's like it is set in the mid nineties, right? Like, yeah, you wouldn't have had like the crazy kind of tech that we have now, even uh, then. So I'm kind of curious as to how this is all gonna work.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. So even. Yeah, even just as if you were a casual Toy Story fan, I think it would just be interesting um, mm-hmm. to see how it works. But as a, I mean, I don't want to say hardcore Toy Story fan because that makes me <laughs> sound super weird. But um, but as someone who's been a, a Toy Story fan for a long time, I'm definitely excited for this one. So,
1: so is, sorry, is this one a movie or a series? I believe it's a series. Interesting. Like like Pixar's doing a series now. This will be interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I could be wrong. P- please correct me if I'm wrong uh, somebody in the comments, but I believe it's like a short series, like a limited series, I think technically. So see, I feel like that's
1: the way. like obviously movie theaters are still going to be there. Movie theaters are always going to be a thing. Mm -hmm, Um, but I think a lot of it is going to change to, yeah, like, like limited series and that sort of stuff because you can tell a bit more of a story. So like, for sure. Imagine even if the Harry Potter series, um, each kind of movie was a season instead you could have so much more from like the books play into the movies a lot
0: more character development as well yeah
1: yeah and i I think that
0: they would be very effective that way i don't want to see them redo harry potter with with different actors as a series but it's it's definitely interesting to think just kind of that idea of it though right no for sure yeah i'm definitely more of a a tv show fan than a movie fan like i'll watch Mm -hmm. two and a half hours of tv and not a two and a half hour movie. like I would much rather watch the TV even if I watch it all at once. I, I just don't know what it is. I just enjoy a TV series more,
1: yeah. if I'm with TV as well, like if you have something say like The Walking Dead, like I haven't watched the last two or three seasons of The Walking Dead because it just mm-hmm. kind of got boring to me. There's a lot of like replay and you know you you start to lose interest on certain things. um but i'm I'm really liking limited series um. Almost in the way that The Mandalorian is, right? Like, yes, it's telling a story. We don't know when it's going to end exactly. Um, but it's very condensed in a good way, right? There's not really mm-hmm. any filler or that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, you're not trying to stretch out the story and be like, and you have half a season that's just all filler to get you from yeah. point A to point B. Like, you, you really do have to not, not fuck around and, like, actually just go go through one plot point to the next um and I mean the Mandalorian you, you know it's, it, it might be a little slow but that's kind of the point of being a western like you you kind of have those filler episodes but all of them have a point you know Yeah exactly if, if that's a, if that makes sense so Yeah yeah no a- anyways uh, long story short we we are TV fans over movies <laughs> and that's kind of where things are going My uh my next one that I'm excited for here is the unnamed uh Taika Waititi Star Wars film I I love uh, him as as a director and just everything he does. So I'm really excited to see what he can do to a Star Wars movie here.
1: Yeah, it'll be a very interesting. And uh, if you remember, uh Waititi was also uh, one of the directors for uh, he directed the season finale for last season of The Mandalorian as well. Uh, Chapter eight, Redemption mm-hmm. uh, and played uh, I.G. 11 as well in that show. Oh, Right. Yeah. And uh, so I mean, IG-88. we've already. Uh, no, sorry. No, I, I did. Actually, it is 11. Oh, yeah. IG88 is the um the IG model from the Empire strikes back. So oh, okay. maybe I just misinterpreted uh Nick's thing wrong, but okay. Um cuz I know he's a Star Wars nerd. Yeah. like me as well, so um but yeah, so he played IG11 and directed uh Chapter 8 The Redemption. Um and uh Oh no, wait, no, sorry. No, sorry. I'm doing really I'm doing like really quick research just to remember what episode he did direct. <laughs> uh I th- yeah, I thought it
0: was I think it's did- chapter
1: 7 or 8.
0: Yeah, he definitely did one from last season. For sure. Yeah. Uh episode. Also, sick mustache. Very sick mustache. Yeah, if you're not watching the video, I'll jump ahead <laughs> to like minute 57 and check out the sick mustache. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um okay so chapter eight the redemption yeah okay chapter eight was the Taika Waititi directed episode
0: okay cool yeah no I'm I'm really excited for this one and then the next one that I'm excited for here which I mean we've talked about before is isn't really a huge announcement but um we got uh, I I don't know it's uh, it's just one I'm excited for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness uh it's gonna be a good one it's I, I think it's really gonna set up all of phase four and five of the marvel mm-hmm. uh, cinematic universe there it's going to tie everything together it's going to open up the multiverse obviously um which is something i've been looking forward to in the mcu for a long time so
1: yeah it's as much as it's going to be like a huge opening up act essentially for yeah phase uh or phase 4 and 5 mm-hmm. um it's also the theory is going the theory going around is that it's going to be actually kind of the third a third act in a three part thing that starts with WandaVision moves Mm. into the third Spider-Man movie. And then you have this, uh, that's one theory I've been seeing going around. So, yeah.
0: So I think it's going to be a great movie. I have very high expectations for it. So,
1: uh, directed by Sam Raimi as well of, uh, Mm. you know, who did the original Spider-Man movies, but, um is also known a lot more widely for his horror flicks uh i believe it was evil dead uh primarily yeah and uh you know they were talking about this movie having you know some horror elements to it and uh honestly Raimi's gonna be a great choice and Mm -hmm. i'm yeah i'm excited for this movie
0: yeah, I think it could be interesting. I'm not a huge horror fan. I enjoy thrillers, but not really yeah. horror movies. But I think it'll. it'll I think be that's, interesting. that's where
1: this this will more be in line with is a thriller, right? They're not gonna yeah. have like Marvel's not gonna
0: have a horror film. No, but. no, no. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how that happens in in a Marvel movie. I think yeah, it'll be really sure. cool. Um, it's definitely going to be different. I think that's what. I enjoy about it so there you go. um as a, as a bonus fourth because the top three is really hard based off of everything <laughs> that they came out with uh is marvel's what if the animated series on disney plus uh, um where, where they basically change you know one thing about a, a particular storyline or a comic series or, or whatever so you, you know things like what if um uh or, or i guess marvel zombies is one of the the big yeah, ones. And I'm so excited for zombies. Yeah, the one they teased in the trailer as well that I think will be really cool is what if T'Challa was abducted by um oh god, what's uh what's the guy's name? Um with the whistly arrow, blue guy, and guardians of the galaxy. <sighs> uh... Oh man, this is gonna bother me so much. Uh um, Yandu. Yondu, thank you, thank yeah. you very much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, y- in <laughs> basically, instead of Yondu abducting Star Lord, as you see at the beginning of the first uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, he abducts T'Challa, um, and they go on their adventure. So, it's uh, also yeah. What, what were some other ones that they showed off? Uh, Peggy Carter getting the Super Soldier
1: Serum instead of uh, uh, Steve Rogers. Yeah, that would be um, a good one too. I noticed in there as well that there was a early iron man armor so i think they're gonna also have if howard stark developed the iron man suit oh, okay uh during world war ii so that'll be pretty interesting yeah i'm it, there, there's so many possibilities that you can do with this uh just like the original comic line as well uh that was done by marvel of what if mm-hmm. there was like what if spider-man was dr strange and what if the avengers never existed and there's so many what if that you could do. So, like, we could even come up with one on this episode. Like, uh, what if Captain America got the Venom symbiote during the Secret Wars?
0: Yeah, it's just like... All, all that kind of stuff. I, yeah. I think what's going to be cool, too, is they it seems like Doctor Strange is kind of going to be the main character and there's going to be this big overarching plot. And but each episode is going to be its own what ifs kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really going to tie into the whole multiverse thing. I don't remember exactly when this one's coming out. I want to say it's the this middle one is, of 21. Yeah, I think it was spring 21. Yeah. So it's it's pretty soon. But it, yeah. it seems like they've got a pretty good story fleshed out. That's that's really going to impact the um the movies, and it's not just you know, one off episodes of like, oh, this might be cool, oh, this would be mm-hmm. cool, oh, watch this one. It's there's actually going to be a point to it, so I think it'll be really well done that way,
1: yeah, it will be. And just that idea of uh, the watcher as well telling these stories, mm-hmm. um, they popped up in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We found out that uh, you know, Stan Lee, rest, rest in peace, uh, was a watcher as well, uh, which is how he was in. Every movie and that sort of thing, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, should we get into uh, to your
1: top three here? Yeah, sure. So I'm going to start mine off uh, with something that we've been, you know, hearing rumblings about for I think the last three years at this point, and got a bit more concrete as things went on. But we got some exciting news uh, when this was also like officially announced uh, the other day get obi-wan kenobi which is a uh it's going to be a limited series i think uh probably like eight episodes or 10 episodes uh set 10 years after revenge of the sith so right in the middle of episodes three and four of the main movies and uh the biggest takeaway that i had from this is that we are going to see not only the return of darth vader but the return of hayden christensen playing anakin skywalker slash darth vader Mm -hmm. And I am so excited for this. Uh, I don't think Hayden's been a part of anything since two thousand four, two thousand five, with Revenge of the Sith's release, and uh, you know he's been, he was. I think he was just you know kind of wronged. I think with Episode two and three, Uh, George Lucas is a great uh, storyteller and creator, but you know not maybe the great dialogue and through the same time. And Christensen worked with what he had. I think we talked about this before that, you know, he portrayed a child, teenager, young adult who was taken away from his parents and basically told, Nope, none of that matters. You're selfless at this point. Uh he he played that, I think, correctly as or as well as he could. Um, so not to say a competent director and writer, but it'll be interesting to see what what he can do with a better writing and directing i guess um so yeah, yeah. i am super excited for this I series think- and it does sound like we're gonna see a rematch of vader and obi-wan and i think uh you know some people were wondering about that as well and it can kind of tie into the line of um like he like of obi-wan's line of he is now more machine than man right of And, like, the kind of theory is that, like, we're going to see Obi Wan try to reach out one more time to Anakin. And, uh, if you watched Rebels and saw Ahsoka attempt, uh, there is no more Anakin at this point in the timeline.
0: So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think this will be cool. I, um, for sure. I think we'll see a lot more of how, um, how Darth Vader comes to be because obviously at the end of Revenge of the Sith, we saw, um, we saw him actually turn into Darth Vader, don the suit and all that. But there, there's still like, it feels like there's still a little bit of Anakin in there. But by the time mm-hmm. we get to, uh, y- you know, the end of Rogue One, beginning of A New Hope, it's like all Darth Vader. So th- yep. there's some sort of character development that's maybe missing there that I think we'll get some good insight into. Yeah, it's going to be good. And obviously, Obi-Wan is... Or sorry, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan? Yeah, Ewan McGregor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up for that. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw, there was a clip from the Graham Norton show that
1: he was on. He was telling the story of uh, chasing down these kids who like nearly hit him and his daughter in their car. And uh, I, I don't know, have you seen this interview at all? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> I'll, I'll do like a really abridged version. I'll try not to screw up the accent, but he's just like talking about, yeah, these kids almost hit them when they were uh, like when he was driving his kid to school and he like pulled up alongside the stoplight and just like rolled down the window, just like you idiot, you motherfucker and that kind of stuff. And he's like, and I could just see it in their eyes and they just like, it's just that look of that's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> 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 and I mean, I do the exact
0: same thing too. Like if I saw you on the ground, it just said,
1: "That's Obi-Wan. <laughs>
0: yeah. um yeah, no, this is gonna be a good series for sure. I'm so excited for this, yeah. Uh, what uh, else you got here?
1: Next on my list, I got Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is the uh, Marvel series that I've been most excited for. It was supposed to come out this fall, I believe, and unfortunately got pushed until uh, March. But, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I mean, I'm a big Captain America fan for the MCU to start with. Uh, i could I can easily say that's my one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite, from the MCU. And uh, I love the dynamic between uh, between Bucky and Sam. Mm. And I think this is going to be a great series. So I think I'm it's really going to be funny. To yeah, it's going to be funny. It's it's going to have, you know, some some tragedy and uh, maybe not to the way of Civil War. But I think we are going to see we might have divided opinions between fans of like, um yes, Steve gave, I guess, essentially the mantle to uh, Sam. But should it be? Bucky who takes on the responsibility of Captain America.
0: Yeah, it's so. going to be going to be interesting, that's for sure. This was one that I was excited for as well, but mm-hmm. um but just left off my list cuz <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> uh all right, next on
1: mine we have uh Loki, the god of mischief. Uh piggybacking off of Endgame's, you know, little tweak there and uh the uh oh what's why am I forgetting the the character's name from Dr. Strange. Um, like, not the master, but... Uh, oh, the ancient one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her kind of explanation in Endgame of, like, you know, if, like, one thing doesn't get put back, then there's a branch timeline and whatnot. And so I think this is also going to play in maybe a little bit with, like, WandaVision and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a branch that never got put back because Loki took uh, the Space Stone. Yeah. So... You know, he's kind of hopping around everywhere. And uh, I think we're going to be seeing actually Kang the Conqueror in this uh, in this series. And I'm really excited for that, too. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah,
0: this is this is going to be interesting because I'm not exactly sure where they're going to go with it. And the trailer didn't give you a It can a go anywhere, indication. honestly, because yeah. it's
1: branched timelines. So, yeah, exactly. So
0: I think that's what's really exciting about this one. Mm-hmm. Plus, we and, see we see the return of bad Loki, not a uh, not good. Loki. Yes. <laughs>
1: Um, and, uh, okay. So I'm going to throw in a bonus as well here. Uh, I didn't really have, not that I'm not excited for any of like the Disney or like the Pixar stuff, but these are just the ones that I got super excited by. This is another one that we knew was in development, but just more that it's going to be coming out right away. Now is the bad batch. Uh, if you watch season seven of the clone wars, you'll remember the bad batch from the first few episodes of it. Uh, basically defective clones with uh you know things like genetically they're uh, a bit more enhanced in certain ways but they weren't you know normal clone troopers and uh so this is going to be a series about them i think it picks off right after uh those few episodes that we see in season seven of clone wars uh this is going to be in that same animation style and uh but it's going to cross over order 66 as well and go past it um so we're going to see you know clone troopers as storm troopers and uh, i believe we have the bad batch being hunted down um so this is I, this is going to be a really fun series um i think it's gonna be a really dark series actually so because of the time part that you're getting into there
0: yeah for sure i didn't really know much about this but now after hearing what you're uh what you're describing it as, it sounds really cool. So and yeah, yeah I did, think it's definitely going to be pretty dark. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. They did put out a, uh, a great teaser trailer uh, for it and it definitely gives off that vibe. So, and not like, not even to the extent of uh like Clone Wars season seven or season five, right. Of like that show was starting to get darker as well because you know, the timeline does get darker. You're getting to the end of uh, the Republic and the Jedi, but like this is going to be a dark show because this is going to be essentially it's brothers hunting down brothers. So it's going to be interesting. And, uh, if we're lucky, we may get to see a little bit more of clone wars, Darth Vader, but at the same time, I'm not going to be upset if we just had that little bit at the end of season seven.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, there's lots of stuff to be excited about, uh, with this Disney investors day announcement. So lots of, lots of things to be excited for. We obviously didn't cover it all. I'm sure, uh, you guys are, have some that you're excited for that we didn't have on our list. Doesn't mean we're not excited for it, but uh, definitely let us know on on Twitter and Instagram and and all that uh, what you guys are looking forward to. And uh, you know, don't don't uh, or feel free to DM us as well, and uh, we can have a have a brief conversation about some of those shows because I think it'll be super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Do you uh, do you have anything else you want to add here, Nate? Before or should we just uh, get out of here and enjoy our chilly weekend? uh
1: i think we should get out of here we're running uh we're running pretty pretty long for how our episodes have been lately with uh the twice a week now for sure we've got a lot least of stuff to talk
0: about stuff, on wednesday you know. as well <laughs> yeah
1: exactly I, I i'm praying that wednesday is going to be a lot more hockey discussion not that i don't enjoy uh talking about you know star wars and marvel and you know all the stuff that uh we do for uh unplugged but mm-hmm. i i as a hockey show primarily, we need some hockey to talk about. Oh, definitely. It's been a long time for sure. <laughs> so uh do we wanna do we wanna say though what we're gonna talk about for the next episode of Unplucked?
0: Nah. No. Leave them guessing. We're gonna
1: leave it. All yeah, right. For sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh this has been another episode of the Quack Report. Um yeah. Oh, you can... Wait. Sorry, what's quacking? Uh we should maybe explain that quick. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're just not doing it this week. <laughs> Too yeah. much time. So-
1: Okay, so we're not, yeah, we're not going to do it this week. But what we had in mind was because we knew this episode was going to run long, what we'll do instead is we will have a uh, mailbag. What's quacking for our next live episode? So next uh, next Sunday, uh, so you guys can. Uh, I'll be posting a tweet there to send in your questions, or you can join us live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and you can ask us uh, questions live as well, and we will do our best to
0: get to them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that'll be fun. I always enjoy uh, answering questions. Question time is everybody's. always fun. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Especially because then I don't have to think about what to talk about like the day before, you know? It's just like, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's less work for us. <laughs> It'll be good. <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter if you're not already at Quack Report Pod. Uh, We also have our YouTube channel where we we will be posting uh, clips of every uh, episode. um, So you can get some video there as well as full episodes, which will be available on the Hockey Podcast Network's uh, YouTube channel there. Uh, You can also follow the network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Um, Nate, where can they find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Tate Namas. That's
1: T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S
0: yeah and your dms are always open to talk about star wars marvel whatever else it it may be Hit so me up. yeah sliding them dms <laughs> uh, and same for me as well at carter underscore pots underscore 97 uh, p-o-t-t-s on the pots there so yeah thank you guys for listening i uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your sunday or rest of your monday or tuesday whenever you're listening to this and yeah we will uh talk to you guys on thursday see you later